This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another episode of The Playlist Podcast. I'm your host, Charles Barfield, Managing Editor of The Playlist. And for this episode, I'm lucky enough to share an interview I recently conducted with Emma Seligman, the director and co-writer of the new teen comedy, Bottoms. I'm going to go out on a limb and guess that readers of The Playlist and listeners of this podcast are familiar with Seligman's work. They're probably best known for their debut film, 2020 Shiva Baby, which is often described as the uncut gems of indie comedies. Not only did that film mark the debut for Seligman, but it also was a breakout hit for star Rachel Sennett. Now the duo of Seligman and Sennett have reteamed for Bottoms, a teen comedy that feels like a campy throwback to films like But I'm a Cheerleader and Heathers with a dash of Wet Hot American Summer thrown in for good measure. The film stars Senate and the Bear Breakout I.O. Edibri as two queer teens in high school who basically start a fight club in hopes of attracting the women of their dreams. In my interview with Seligman, I asked them about working with Senate again, but also what it was like to work with Edibri, who is having quite a moment right now with Bottoms, The Bear, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and Theater Camp all coming out around the same time. I also talked to the filmmaker about flipping the script on teen comedies using two queer teen girls as the schemers trying to get laid in a genre that is typically male-dominated. I also asked about casting NFL, well, former NFL player Marshawn Lynch, and much more. But before I play my interview, I got to tell you the Playlist Podcast is part of the Playlist Podcast Network, which includes Deep Focus, The Discourse, Benjurithi, and more. And if you want to find us, you can check your podcast app of choice, whether that's Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, or anywhere else you find your favorite shows. Okay, without further ado, here's my interview with M.S. Seligman, the director and co-writer of the new teen comedy, Bottoms, which arrives in theaters on August 25th. Enjoy. I really enjoyed Bottoms quite a bit, and I think the thing that struck me most about it that kind of surprised me was just how much you lean into the campy tone um i didn't know what i was expecting but when that when i saw that you were like full-on going camp i was like really into it so at what point did you and rachel land on the idea of doing it like embracing the campy stuff i think that i almost didn't realize we were doing it so campy in the beginning in that I don't know, that's Rachel's style of humor and her jokes were just so funny. And when you're looking at it on the page, 
you're not like, whoa, wait, tonally, I'm being taken out of the high school movie context that I thought we were going to be in. You're just like, that's a funny joke. And she's just a joke machine. I think that I only started really understanding just how campy it was going to be once it actually came to sort of visualizing it and and casting it too and 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 getting you know audition tapes and seeing actors perform and and see sort of how they were playing the jokes um we definitely watched a million campy references but i i still was like oh we're just making a funny movie and then it always comes out tonally when you're trying to sort of get the other elements to match up to what you wrote when it comes to visually and and texturally and 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 sound wise all those things well, I got to assume at some point you realized all the football players would only be wearing their football uniforms like the entire time. And that's yeah. just like kind of silly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. That's just always what I pictured. I just was like, I, they can't wear anything else. Like that that was just <laughs> that was like one of those not to be so silly, but I was like, that was what was in my head. And that's what I want. And I remember my costume designer was like, they're going to be hot and sticky <laughs> and those uniforms are heavy. She was like, do you mean like, just like the t-shirts? And I was like, no, like I want the padding. That's what I imagine. Um, so yeah. <laughs> On that same note though, when you guys realized you were, you were going campy, uh, did you ever come to a point where you're like, okay, we're going too far. Was there any, anything, I mean, you guys go pretty far, but was there anything that was just like a step too far? Um, no, I mean, I think that 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 came down in the edit. I don't think when we were shooting, I was like, whoa, like, oh, no, this is too much. Um, I think that the edit is such a wonderful, redemptive place to sort of figure out the right tone. I mean, hopefully you figured it out beforehand, but it's a great place to be able to be like, OK, maybe we don't need like a close up of this crazy shot. Maybe it can just happen in the background. You know, um, so I think that, yeah, there were definitely a few times where we were like, it's not that we're going too far, but it's taking the audience out of the experience. And you need to understand, especially with a good editor, the rules of your world. And you can't you can't break those rules. Um, So so I I think there were certain jokes that we kept, but they're just in the background or, um, you know, they're or or they did get cut. Yeah. (laughs) So. (laughs) We, we've already talked about Rachel a little bit and, and she's great in the movie. I was lucky enough to to speak with her uh, for the podcast around the Shiva baby release. And I was like, oh, this 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 woman's got it. She's going to be huge. But right now I want to speak about Io for a second, because uh, I know I read that you guys were friends with her for a long time and it was just kind of natural for her to start in the movie. But I can't help but like get it out of my head that this is the perfect time to have a project with her starring in it be released. I know. Um, when you realized that was happening and you realized like kind of her whole career was coming to this, like this, like huge crescendo this summer where you just like super jazzed. Yeah. I mean, first of all, she's earned it. Um, you know, she works so hard and she's so talented. Um, but, and, and secondly, on a selfish level, I'm like, it makes me feel validated because I'm like, yeah, I mean, I feel like I have good taste and, um, <laughs> you know, um, I'm so proud of her. Um, I mean, I, it's like so cool. I, I feel so excited to, to have a front seat view of this rise for her, um, especially this summer and especially when she's working with you know, Molly Gordon with theater camp and, and, and other peers of mine. Um, it's, it's, 
all you can like hope for is that the people in your community rise up and 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 get to have their moment and then you kind of get to share a moment together and and support each other and cheer each other on um and it's been really cool to to see that and do that this summer for sure when you guys were filming was she what did she have on the plate was she already signed for the beef she had just uh, or the bear i'm sorry the way it happened uh no no it's good i i knew what you meant um she um had done the pilot i remember for the bear um when we were trying to sort of figure out um uh, casting and and we're getting into pre-production for bottoms and then and we didn't know what it was and then the pilot got picked up and we were like that's awesome she was like i'm going to chicago and we were like ah okay we got greenlit we're like this is amazing for you and amazing for us because we're so excited about this fx show but um it's like we're gonna have to figure out timing and stuff and so we ended up sort of having a dance around that so she did the pilot and then like you know tried to figure out stuff and did a bunch of auditions and chemistry reads for us then she went off and shot bear and went straight from chicago to new orleans where we shot bottoms and then right after we wrapped bottoms the bear came out basically like a few weeks later the first season um and blew up so that was pretty wild to watch because tv goes so much quicker than film um uh, from production to post to, to being released. Um, so yeah, that was sort of the context of all it. it she kind of did the bear just before bottom slash back to back with it. Yeah. And then it just all works out that she's got like four major projects coming out in like three months or whatever it was. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and yeah. theater camp. Yeah. And then she, yeah, she thought she shot theater camp literally right after bottoms. It's, it's been cool. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So switching gears a little bit, I want to talk about the the story here. One of the things I felt that was really refreshing to me, um, and as a white middle-aged straight dude, I don't know if I'm most qualified to talk about this, but I just was like refreshed by the premise of having two queer girls willing to lie and manipulate to get laid. Because in these teen comedies, it's always the dudes who are doing the lying and the scheming to, to have mm-hmm. sex. So as you're developing this film, were you ever concerned that this even though it's such a simple change, right? It's just, you know, a, a perspective change, but it might be too much for an audience to kind of buy because we we typically as an audience see, you know, teenage girls in these movies as kind of like innocent and sweet and, you know, the object yeah. of affection. I definitely wasn't worried about that, but I was excited about it. I was like really, really excited to challenge that sort of, you know, expectation of, female characters and queer characters on screen in these in these movies um uh yeah definitely uh, I wasn't I wasn't worried um but I I was expecting some sort of um not pushback but like sort of question mark energy of like wait what um and I don't know it was fun to do I definitely knew though that we didn't want to just copy those movies in terms of like those goals and those structures like at the end of the day they are different people because of their gender and sexualities um but but also you know we didn't want to just make the cutesy version of this you know without them being with and have them not being you know selfish and and flawed and relatable yeah. And another aspect of the movie that shocked me was Marshawn Lynch. Uh, I'm a big fan of the NFL. And and when I saw him, I, I admit I was a bit skeptical. I was like, oh, no, it's Marshawn Lynch. But he's he's like a super charismatic guy. And, and I'm I was pleasantly surprised that he was really good in this. So how did he get involved? And 
was it always in the script or your idea to, to get like a real athlete for that role? We always wanted someone that was random. Like we really wanted someone that would make people be like, why is he in this movie? <laughs> and um, we were just looking for outside ideas. We were like, anyone got any ideas? We, we definitely, at first we were like, let's have a dramatic actor who's like never done comedy before. And then, you know, I don't know, like thinking about influencers or I don't know, whatever. And then um, the head of our studio uh, saw him in an episode of Murderville where he improvised the whole thing. and He played himself. He was so, so funny. And um, I watched it and then we just offered it to him. And, you know, he was bold and wild enough to eventually say yes. And I don't know. I think he's very excited about his acting career and um he's a funny weird guy I mean he's not that weird but he's so original and he's so himself and he's so authentic um that I think he liked sort of like how raw and weird the movie was and you know um he's just so funny like and got to be so funny in this I think I I saw that episode of Murderville too and I was I was <laughs> pleasantly surprised by that too but just the idea of him of him doing like a, a straight up like teen comedy as that as that teacher role or a spin on that teacher role just was was really cool to see <laughs> so I I speak with a, quite a few filmmakers uh who make that jump from like super small indie movies to bigger studio films and obviously bottoms isn't like a 200 million dollar marvel movie but there's no denying it's got a like a step up in in budget and size so i'm uh fascinated to hear like uh what are the the what's a big difference or differences you noticed in making this versus a super small like single location comedy like shiva baby um it requires so much more prep i think um and there's just so many more people um but it's so much more fun and rewarding I mean we had fun on Shiva Baby but like with this it was like so much fun choreographing stunts and I mean you get to work with so many more people who are so excited to achieve your dreams like to achieve your vision like I remember when I started working with like the special effects team you know which is like all you know middle-aged guys like they were like talking about how I wanted to bomb this car and they were like do you want the car to shake do you want it to rattle like how far do you want the glass to sort of go you know the, what's the size of the bomb like whatever and it was just so much fun like to work with like a full new sort of group of people who are like so excited and amped um and that part is awesome because when you're making it indie you're like your brain won't even like go there in your head to like something that you know you can't afford so it's fun to sort of not turn the producer part of your brain off because I think if anything it needs it makes you a better producer to scale up in budget or better director producer you know um to understand how things work on a massive level but also it allows you to focus on the creative more um and trust and delegate you know to all the people around you so kind of building off that, we're, we're seeing Greta Gerwig now kind of dominate the world with Barbie and break all these like records for for women filmmakers. And, you know, you've made this step up and you're just talking about how fun it is to have kind of more toys to play with, more people to play with. So do you see yourself kind of amping up and, and doing bigger movies or, uh, you know, have you found your sweet spot yet? 100%. I hope to continue to sort of push myself forever. Um, I would love to to, to make something you know, big, but, but only if it was intentional, you know, I think I'm very excited about the idea of being trusted with more, more toys. Um, but also, but only to sort of further elevate the story that I want to do. So I, I think that there's tons of stories I would like to tell 
that probably don't require that big of a budget, you know, but there, but there's others that I think probably would, and it would be so awesome if I got to do that. So, you know, I, yeah, definitely. I think I, one of the cool things about working on this is, is one of our producers is Elizabeth Banks and she's just so badass, And she's always like saying she really encourages and, and pushes and tries to push female directors to not be afraid of the word commercial and, and making something on a bigger budget and a bigger scale for a bigger audience um, because you can do it and you can push yourself. You're just not used to seeing that with female directors as much. Yeah. And, and my last question here, I, I, I couldn't help but know, notice the fact that Shiva baby was uh, both your films were picked for South by Southwest, but Shiva baby was picked for the infamous canceled South by Southwest. And it was released <laughs> during the pandemic. And now you're releasing bottoms and there's, you know, another massive disruptive force in the, in the film industry. Do, are you cursed? Do you feel cursed at all? I don't know. Rachel and I was wonder this all the time. And, and Molly, I mean, Molly Gordon, I mean, she was able to promote her movie more with theater camp, but still like we were always like, what's going to happen during the summer? Um, yeah, I don't know, but I mean, if anything, I think it helps us in some weird way. I don't know. I like sort of being the underdog <laughs> to a certain extent. Um, so yeah, I hope I hope we're not cursed. Like, I really hope that this doesn't happen on the next one. However, each step of the way, I get something that I didn't get on Shiva Baby that makes me so excited, like sharing it with film festival audiences in person. I'm so glad I got to do that this time, you know, at South By or New Fest or Outfest. You know, these are experiences I missed on Shiva. So, you know, whatever we didn't get on this one, I hope we get on the next one. Yeah, I just we're, we're I just at. hope your next one doesn't come and it's like, you know, the the apocalypse or something. I I would I mean, like we're for you to get in an apocalypse. <laughs> That's a fair point. That's a fair point. Touche. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you so much. I got to wrap up, but uh Bottoms okay. is great. I had a lot of fun watching thank it you. and uh, I hope it's massive. So, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Lovely to talk to you. Uh,